0: Welcome to the MFG cast. Another episode. We're going to take a little turn here. A lot. It, it seems like lately we've been doing a lot of board game stuff, but we're going to be talking about some premium audio. Do you remember what that is? We've done some things with some premium audio. For premium audio, you may know about Battle Bards. We've done a few commercials and talked to Alex and the crew about it. But um, here he is back again, back from the dead, um, under a cave like the hermity he is Alex Jarzabinski, thanks for coming on buddy dude thanks so much for having me again and again and again thanks so much <laughs> really appreciate it and <laughs> definitely have been in a cave for a while no problem well we obviously know that it's big business if you've been gone for a while so uh we'll kind of start you off easy and then we'll get into the tough questions as we go that works. um So why don't you tell the the people that don't know about BattleBards that we have, you know, we've talked about it a few times, but you haven't been on for a while. So why don't you give everybody the spiel about what BattleBards actually is? The spiel. Yeah, haven't done it in a while. (laughs) So let's see. Dust that
1: off a bit. Uh, So... um BattleBards provides premium audio for tabletop gaming. Um, so it's typically been fantasy, but we just got into sci-fi. So anything from soundscapes like the rustling of leaves in a forest or in a busy medieval town to voiceovers of vendors and guardsmen to orchestral, you know, these big, huge orchestral mood uh, music and, and kind of orchestral pieces uh, to sound effects. So the blast of a fireball, the crackling of a lightning bolt, the majesty of a rise dead spell, uh, we contract with some major, major talent, people that typically work on film, video game, TV, commercials, you name it. Um, and we custom make these uh, incredible pieces. Uh, we're up to 1,600 tracks and um,
0: hopefully by March we'll be up to over 1,700 That's crazy, seventeen (laughs) hundred. Wow! And the chat is live, so if you have any questions about anything that we're talking about, please do. Um, So when you're when you do this, like, do you have when you're you know figuring out the audio that you have? Do you just have a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet that's just like fifteen pages long, and you go, okay, wait a minute, we forgot this. Oh, wait, we should put, the, wait. and do you get to a point where you're like, okay, we need to get this? Oh, wait, well, obviously this fits into this, so let's get into that, too, you know? Yeah, How does that's that work? right.
1: Um, so we do, we do, I, I'm, so as audio director, I do curate that huge spreadsheet, um, but actually a lot of those ideas come from you guys. Um, so I don't pretend like I know what everyone wants. I will we'll constantly be reaching out on Twitter or on Facebook or just talking to our community and just be like, hey, for those of you who have been on Bar- BattleBards, what are we missing? What, what is it that at the table you're like, dang it, we don't have a great sound effect for something. So as we collect that feedback, we put it on that spreadsheet. And um, as we're kind of going through this audio and we're, we're putting out casting calls and gigs for, for what we're looking for, we kind of evaluate for how many, how many requests did we get, um, how, uh, how much do we think that we could really kind of, what's the marketability of these pieces? Because in the end, we have to make sure that these Hollywood-level talents are happy. Um, and a lot of that happiness comes from making sure that they are making some decent money to then continue making uh, tracks for us. So um, we kind of break it down based on
0: what we think the demand is. Uh, and we'll just start putting those calls out there. That's awesome. So when you're looking for the talent that you're looking for, do you have people that when you put out that call, you're they're like, um, this is something I've always wanted to do. Please put me on this. You know, or is it something where have you had those struggles where you're like, okay, this shouldn't be that hard. I just I need this voice or I need this sound effect. And I just it's so hard to find both.
1: Um, So I've put in, I think, uh, my last estimate, 2400 hours uh, going through auditions uh, and uh, uh, helping talent refine their track. So um, quite a bit of time. So yes, uh, uh, both of those, Kurt. So like, for example, we would do like something like I would think is simple, like orc language. I'm like, come on, this is simple. This is in all these movies and pop media everywhere. But trying to find that right inflection, that right growl with something that kind of feels like there's a grammar and a syntax behind was really hard to do. Uh, On the flip side, we'll get talent. Um, that is, they'll, they'll send a, send me a message and something like, oh my God, thank God for this. We get to be creative because a lot of these folks that make their living doing this kind of commercial audio, they're kind of bored with the same corporate speech and kind of like the same generic music that needs to go behind some boring, you know, radio ad or something. Um, we give them a lot of leeway. So we kind of create our auditions in a very specific way that gives them some creative license so they can stretch their legs a bit and still kind of
0: deliver what we're looking for. That's awesome. So do you do this live? Do you do it as they they kind of take their time and then bring it to you? Is it a collaborative thing? How does that shape out? It's
1: pretty collaborative. So we'll put uh, what we call a creative brief um, into the gig that we're looking for and provide some context. So that takes me several days to piece together. And during that time, I'll be doing research. Like, for example, uh, when we're thinking you know, what, what do a pack of goblins really sound like? What I'll try to do is I'll go through as much source material as I can in movies and, and games and, and as much as I can to kind of provide some solid direction for the talent to really kind of start refining. Um, so that takes a couple of days. We put a brief out and then it's a collaborative process with everybody who subscribes, uh, who, who auditions. Um, but but that's it. But that's one of the secrets of Battle Bards, which I will unveil. Uh, it's... Um, all the tracks that you hear have all been heavily curated have been uh, a kind of a collaborative process by myself and the talent. Um, And they have to go through a vetting process and what you're, so the 1700 the 1600. Now that you're seeing the amount of stuff that we decided not to pick up on is an order of magnitude much higher because we, we, what what we kind of want to hold ourselves to is what we call the battle bars level of quality. And if it doesn't quite hit that, you know, we're like, hey, we're really sorry. This just kind of isn't quite what we're looking for, because we want to make sure that when a gamer comes, they're getting stuff that gamers ourselves and our community has kind of put
0: the the rubber stamp on. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So um, we've talked about this before in the past, and I thought I thought I would just kind of revisit it again. Um, so are you still with your gaming group that you started with that kind of kind of brought this all to the forefront? Yep, still the same group.
1: People have come and gone over the years because that group that what's one campaign has now I think we're in year seven or eight. The same campaign that I've been running, which is nuts. Uh, yeah, I you mean know, life gets in the way, you know, life happens, right? So, you know, people come and gone. But yeah, we haven't played lately in a while. Um, we had a going away game in uh, December uh, as one of our um, one of our longtime friends uh, was moving out to Florida. Uh, but, yep, we still normally play. Uh, I think they're level... We're on the slow XP progression, so I think they're starting to hit level 13, 14. Uh, but, yep, still going. The original group that inspired this whole deal. Nice. So how long have you guys been playing, then? Like, uh, oh, like, you know, boy. Um, with some of the people in the group, I would say... About fifteen years. It's um, probably the longest single person that I've been playing with. Maybe even close to twenty years. I'm kind of aging myself a bit, but uh, yeah, a long
0: time. Uh, quite quite I was long kind long of. Time. I was kind of worried about asking that question. I didn't want to be like, "Hey, you, you've been playing this for a while, so you must you must have been like what you know, like five when you first started." I mean, come on, uh, a little older. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I started getting super
1: hardcore in the gaming when I was like 15, 16. and I remember nice. going to like a bookstore. And just seeing like, well, what's this? This book cover looks interesting. Flipping through it. and That's it. The rest is history. Yeah.
0: How about you? Like, what
1: was your thing? Like, did we ever ask you, like, what got you into gaming?
0: Oh, you know what's funny? I got in. I I think we've talked about this. Probably not you and me, but I've talked about it on the podcast before. I got in it super late. It's like one of those things. Yeah. One of those things I always heard about when I was younger, but a ah, tragic tale of being, you know, nerdy kid that nobody ever had. You know, I didn't have that many friends. My dad was in the Marines, so we moved on. We moved around quite a bit, so I wasn't able to focus on, you know, having that kind of thing because it's like, you know, I lived somewhere for four years and then I had to take off. So it's kind of hard to get in that whole thing. So then, you know, when I first, you know, when I first came back to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, here where I'm born, um, some of my friends were really big into it, and my one of my best friends. He is super big into D D second edition. He he's he he's actually taken away some of his miserly thoughts of of uh um, fifth edition and he's actually been able to play it with some success and really dig it, but uh, he's still, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, ah, second edition is the best, and I don't care what you say, get off my lawn. You know, that kind of thing. So
1: get um, off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah wow, exactly. So he's a
0: taco, he's just a thatco <laughs> dude. Oh, yeah, he's thatco all day. I should make him a shirt that says thaco all day. That'd be great. <laughs> but uh yeah, so my foray into it has been very, you know, very you know, very recently. Well, it's been a long time. I'm just as old as you are, so it's been a while. But um uh yeah, I'm still fairly new to role playing in general, so it's it's nice, especially with this avenue, to be like, Oh, I know lots of people that like to play, let's play some games, you know. So I've been able to d- discover a lot of fun things. Um, so let's get back to you and get back to about some battle bards. Um, so when it comes to you know making this great audio, and you just you know that you've had people you know tested for you and you've been able to grab uh their opinions of it and what they want and stuff like that. How have you used it in your life as far as your gaming and stuff like that? Is it something where you're in these sessions, do you rotate who's the GM? Is it just one certain GM and you guys are being the same players from, you know, day one? How's that shape out?
1: Yep. So at least for the game, that campaign that I've been running, The Wizard of the Rose, um, I've been the GM for that for the last seven, eight years. Um, But we'll have other GMs kind of rotate their own games. So we tried to, we're a pretty open community. Uh, we'd like to invite, you know, anybody in Orange County here in the area that's interested in playing with us. Um, so we have different types of games. Mine is a very advanced game. So there's just, um, there isn't a whole lot of time for someone who's just new to learn the rules because the energy flows. You know, things kind of go very seamlessly between advanced players. But we also have like some novice games, which is a little bit more like kick in the door and kill mobs and a lot more casual, a lot more open. Um, So we have just different uh, GMs. and We kind of rotate as needed. So we send out like a doodle every month and say, all right, what's the availability of everyone? You know, who's going to be running this month? And we'll
0: kind of pepper those in as we go nice and so have you have you really used your audio as a just a sneakily selling point have you just been like hey this is mine look at this boom and throwing it in uh, you know what (laughs) i'm sure you've been pretty modest about it because you're a pretty modest person but tell me about that i want i'm so i'm so eager to know
1: yeah i mean as someone comes I, i i just i've been using audio in my games for so long i don't think about it so much anymore so um if someone new comes in, we'll just start playing. And all of a sudden, uh, when I say like the catapult shot knocks that tower down and you hear the crumbling of that tower happen, they're just like, what the hell? Um, and then so, you know, and then after the game, they'll be like, yeah, so what the heck was all that about? I'm like, Oh, yeah, you know, we, we have this thing going and uh, it's kind of neat audio. And it just kind of is organic from there. But, yeah, no, I don't stand up like, oh, everyone, now listen to the Bower Bards track. Make this into an immersive game. No, of uh, <laughs> don't do that.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So with um, some of the things you've been doing, you've been really, you know, setting the fantasy apart when it comes to that fantasy auto. But you've also been you've also been dabbling in space themes and stuff like that. So, you know, kind of tell us about where that kind of spawned from.
1: Yeah. So we've been wanting to do sci-fi for a while. I'm a big fan of Fantasy Flight's Age of the Empire, Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, sorry uh and uh force of destiny i believe it was um so i really love that star wars we've I've been in star wars rpgs for a while so i've been wanting to do sci-fi for quite a bit i'm a big fan um and we've got a lot of requests for the genres. so we figured like let's let's give it a shot so um we did some great like orchestral music pieces of two fleets kind of one fleet uh engaging for the last time in a desperate defense that kind of music that that um Last hope, that last defense type of music, Um, a lot of starfighter sound effects, torpedoes and laser cannons of every kind, engine sounds. And then um, just like we we were the first to coin this monsterscape type of uh, audio genre, we now did something new, what we call shipscapes. So a shipscape is what are the ambient sounds that you would hear standing aboard different types of starships? So the first one that we did was a capital ship, like on the bridge of a capital ship, and there's two flavors. During normal operations, so like computers, the crew going about their business, that type of stuff, and then the sounds of uh, being aboard a capital ship while it's under attack. So weapons hitting the shields, consoles exploding, you know, droids going back to doing repairs and kind of people shouting on that. In fact, when I listened to some of them, like there's so much tension in it. I find I'm, I'm like grinding my I'm like grinding my teeth unconsciously because there's a lot of tension in hearing that stuff. Um, so yeah, we, we think shipscapes might be really popular as we kind of explore like what would be the sounds of standing on the bridge of like a junker or maybe um, in a hangar uh, of a of a big capital ship or even like on a, on a star base or a frigate, like all these different types of ships. We want to kind of expand that genre a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I I like that. I like that. You don't just think of like, Oh, here, here's a ship going pew pew. Or, you know, here's, you know, someone in a different language, you're actually thinking of like, okay, what does space sound like, you know, or, you know, what does the activity inside of a spaceship sound like, you know, it's not just the same old, like, Oh, let's, you know, just have like five different things that, you know, don't really matter, you know? And it's like, you got to think you're trying to immerse yourself in this universe where, all these things are happening. And I like that you go into detail with that.
1: Right. So like if one of your players goes, all right, well, I'm piloting my X-Wing. I fire the lasers. Man, it's something else When you just hear like, bam, 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 like these cannons fire. Uh, and then like we have like the sounds of starships exploding. So, uh, or starfighters exploding. So yeah, um, I think it just adds that extra little ump. Um, What I tell a lot of folks that are, are kind of exploring, using a little bit of audio in their game, what I tell them is don't don't think that you have to like, put audio in everything you don't you don't have to have every scene have a music or a soundscape or every sound effect when you sprinkle it in a little bit it it just adds that little bit of spice to certain scenes and you don't have to feel like oh my gosh as a GM I have so much work to do now I have to like score my whole session you don't just a little bit goes a really long way and I'm I'm hoping a lot of people see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is definitely great advice because when I first started using your guy, your guys' audio, that, that was my first impression. I'm like, Oh no, now I need to put this into it. And I need to do this, you know, and some of the things we've done on the podcast, we've released as episodes. I'm like, i am got to, you know, I got to keep this going and I got to put it on a loop. And it's like, no, you don't. Because like, sometimes just, you know, putting, like you said, just putting something at the right moment, you know, even like, you know, this, this, continue with silence and then something in between that just really puts that pop into it can really, you know, make for a great game. So, so, you know, we've talked about a lot of your audio and stuff like that. So let's talk about some of the tools that you have. Like there's lots of things that you can use for the different avenues that you have either, you know, at home, in your gaming groups, you know, even over the internet, stuff like that. So why don't you tell us a few things that people can expect when they, you know, sign up for BattleBards.
1: Sure. So the main command and control is the soundboard. So the whole point um, is uh, there's a lot of audio tools out there, but they all tend to be too complicated. If you can click and drag, you can use every aspect of the soundboard. Um, And the whole point is to let the GM's manage all this audio in a way that's practical, because look, you could have the greatest audio ever made, which we have, but uh, you can have the best audio in the whole world. But if it doesn't lend itself to be able to easily use it, it's worthless. You're not going to tell players in the middle of a great fight where everyone's on the edge of their seat to say like, hold on a second, let me cue up the sound of a fireball. No, dude, the energy's gone. You're going to lose everybody at the table. So the whole point is to do this really easy, simple-to-use soundboard where you could crop tracks on the fly so it doesn't interrupt the flow of energy. So that's kind of the motto of the soundboard. Um, The next major tool is the mixer. This lets you custom make all this audio that we have you can custom tailor it to your game so let's say you want a fireball to occur occur at this part of the soundscape or you want music to happen right after this uh, monologue for one of the npcs or you want to record your own monologue so if you're if you get nervous like me at the table when right i have this like wonderful script and this wonderful monologue to introduce the new chapter of the game and then of course like it reads really good on paper but then when all my players are staring at me i'll trip over my words like an idiot uh, and it just doesn't come off the right way, you can record that, put it, set it to that music perfectly, and all you have to worry about when that scene comes is you hit play. That's it. So the mixer lets you do a lot of that. It also lets you create your own audio. So uh, a buddy of mine uh, created a jungle soundscape, which we don't have, but he took one of our forest soundscapes with heavy rain and a couple of animal sound effects, and he kind of created a, like a rainforest, like a jungle theme, so you can create your own tracks also um i show on youtube that you we created a catapult sound effect from the strike of a wood shield the fire a cropped fireball spell and a cropped trap sound effect and it kind of sounds like you know you you let go of the rope the gears of the catapult start to go and then it hits the crossbeam, and then the that flaming pitch flies through the air and explodes That's something that we don't have. We don't have a catapult sound effect, but you can make anything you want from the mixer. And on top of that, you can bring in your own private audio and mix that too. So let's say you had, you purchase like the gladiator soundtrack or, you know, star Wars, something with, uh, you know, Hans Zimmer or, uh, you know, uh, know, Williams, or one of these great guys. And you want to set that to a soundscape. So all of a sudden you have like the gladiator OST with like grassland soundscapes. Guess what? You can, that all on the soundboard mixer as well so there's a lot of power for that tool and then lastly the newest tool is battle Bards cast so for those of you playing remotely uh so you guys are not all at the table well guess what you can bring all that audio and you can still direct it as a gm and people who are logged in to battle Bards cast all your players can hear that music as you're playing it remotely so trying to kind of parallel the in-game the like the in-person experience that as well uh, we also have an offline player. If you also don't have access to um, uh, audio, if you don't have access to uh, the internet at the time, if you're playing in a basement somewhere, um, so yeah, that's that's a bunch of the tools that you would have access to. Especially um, all of that except the offline player.
0: When we announce this big thing on March first, awesome! Wow, it's like it's like you just uh, you just knew what I was going to ask about next. So let's talk about what's next. You're what's next? you you're, this is basically your baby. This is this is BattleBards baby. This is what we came here to talk about. This is the main enchilada. I can't think of any other things to talk about, but like it's BattleBards Prime. It's a subscription service. I'm not going to talk I'm not going to spiel about it. I will let you talk about it. So give us the pitch.
1: So BattleBards Prime. So as you know, we haven't been able to talk for a while. And that's why I'm sorry if I had you worried, but I've been in a cave, as you've mentioned. Um, so have the whole design team. Um, BattleBards Prime. So um, you're going to be able to unlock every single track, which at the time uh, that we released should be over 1,700. Um, every tool. So the soundboard, the mixer, BattleBards cast. Um, you're going to get um, the ability to upload your own tracks, which is an unlock. You're going to get, um, if, if uh, download is your thing. Uh, so, cause the, all, all the tracks that we give you is going to be streaming only, but if you still really insist on download, you're going to get 20% off any purchase under the sun, uh, all for one subscription price. Uh, and that's going to be, uh, we haven't finalized pricing yet, but it's going to be uh, for the price of essentially an album. Uh, so it's going to be hopefully about under even 10 bucks a month. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it, this the the reason this is so big for us is this is what our original vision of BattleBars was. I mean, uh, for those of for for people who uh, just love to purchase and download, you still can. That's not going away. But the way that I work as a GM, when I buy like uh, my miniatures or I buy like Dwarven Forge or little little tile sets or something, I don't always know exactly what the next session is going to be until I sit down in front of my computer and start writing it. So to know, to go to BattleBards and then kind of purchase tracks that I might just use once is a little tough. Um, so instead, with a subscription, we just give you everything that you can use as often as you want, and it becomes more of a toolbox. It becomes more of an accessory. So you can kind of pick and choose for each session without having to commit to a purchase. That's awesome. That's
0: the that's spiel. I let. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it. It gets me excited. I love it. Um, Because, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you think about it, okay, let's say you decide to put it at, let's just say $9.99. I I don't know if that's going to be the final product, whatever. Okay. That is about as much as you would pay for a night out, for lunch, for, you you know, it's cheaper than going to a movie. That's, you know, cheaper than going out and buying your favorite RPG book. That's, you know, probably five of those books, you know, or, you know, sorry, it's like, you have to save up five times to get one of those books, you know, and you get all of this audio, you get the mixer, you get the soundboard. I was just going to say like with the mixer, you're talking about, you know, being able to record your stuff, your local stuff and put it in with the music. Um, This podcast, when we record it, it doesn't turn out as amazing as it sounds. There's a lot of editing involved because usually there's a lot of ums and a lot of wait a minute. What did I what was I mean? I forget. You know, so it's great that you you'll be able to get all of that in one yeah, but, at, yeah exactly, for a small amount. And just think of like just think about all of the tracks and how much you would have to pay and put all that into one lump sum, and all you're paying basically is ten bucks a month for that.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing. um, To man, to buy every track, uh, that's a lot of money. (laughs) That's uh, (laughs) a hundred
0: bucks, I think, uh, because we
1: have a lot of tracks and we're growing this library. So on March 1st, when we release this, we're going to be releasing about another hundred tracks. Um, So, you know, we're still planning on growing this every month as often as we can. We're going to release it as often as we can. And I think we're already locked in that we should be crossing 2000 tracks in a couple of months. So um, there's a whole pipeline that we'll just keep releasing. And because our, our um, inspiration for audio comes from you guys, this isn't like I'm some, in some ivory tower dictating, no, we're going to do this track because I want it. This comes from you guys. So hopefully this is all tracks that you guys find super useful. Um, And so, Kurt, to announce here, um, for the first month of March, to try to get us um, maybe with a little bit of momentum, we're going to have kind of what we're calling a uh, permanent discount month. So what that means is anybody who subscribes in the month of March, as long as you remain a subscriber, you lock in a discount, which will be anywhere from 15 to 20 percent. So as long as you subscribe in March, as long as you stay with us, you get to keep that discount as long as you want. So hopefully that will kind of even bring some some more people that might be considering this um yeah. next
0: month, next week. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting you're getting it a little a little cheaper and you're basically you're being rewarded for being a, a good fan of Battle Premium, Avio. And they are also working to make it You know, better for you and I. That's the thing. That's the thing I think I like the most about battle bars is that you're not you. That's like the thing you talked about. You're not just making stuff and going here. You go. You're listening to everybody what they want because why make anything if it's not for the people that are absorbing it.
1: Right. So I think like a while ago, people were like, "Hey, so with all these tracks you have, how come you don't have like basic?" Uh, horseback riding, like just somebody on a horse. I'm like, Yeah, whoa, you're right, that's a huge oversight. Uh, how can we not have that? Or, like, even like a tavern soundscape, like, dude, how many adventures start in a tavern? Like, uh, yeah, duh, uh, we really do need to have that. Um, so yeah, a lot of it just comes from you guys when you guys are playing. It's like, Well, this is dumb. You guys have all these checks, but we don't have these obvious ones. Um, so yeah, um, that's why I just love working with the community and. Just telling me to like, hey, wake up, Alex, you're supposed to have this. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Let's start working on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it doesn't help that you're working on like 80 billion things. Of course, you're going to let a couple of things slide. So it's good to have those people that are there to tell you, you know, what you may have missed. Right, right.
1: So that works. It's okay. It's all good fun. You know, keep it coming. Keep it coming. We have that spreadsheet uh, and it's it's growing. So we have no shortage yeah. of stuff that still needs to happen. Like, something else that occurred to me, like, how do we not have death throes? Like, just the sounds of killing monsters, I mean, how much of a demand would that be? Like, who doesn't want the sound of, like, an orc dying, you know, but much better than I could do. Like, a professional (laughs) voiceover artist actually doing all these types of, like, killing blows? Dude, that's beyond obvious. So that's kind of near the top of my list of what I want to do as well on this next kind of catalog push.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got to love that. I mean, it's just, I mean, it makes sense because you know, it's it, it, you're the suggestions are only making it better for the people that want it. Like not just the people that are asking about it too. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that have just heard about it and like, okay, I you know what am I looking for? And then someone suggests and you come out with it and you're like, Oh my God, this is something I've never, you know, I've never done, Myself, or you know, we've done this campaign for so long, and then this audio would just be perfect in here, you know. So it's good to get everybody involved because guess what? Not just one person's going to be able to think of all the things. It's good to have a good hive mind to, you know, come up with the best strategy for the best, you know, monster scapes and in soundscapes and and musical scores and stuff like that. So it's great.
1: Yeah, and, and like what you're saying of someone who's kind of planning on using it, like when you have to buy the track and you commit to buying or buying an album. I think there's a lot of our catalog that's not used as much because they're like, well, I could buy the cone of cold, um, sound effect, but I'm going to use that once and I might not use it again. So especially like voiceovers. So we have tons of these professional voiceovers, but that's kind of hard to commit to it. Cause like, are you going to buy the, um, the barmaid who's trying to take your order and then every time your party goes to another town, you're going to use that same barmaid. Probably not. Uh, it's going to get a little boring. But then when you have like, Twelve barmaids and you didn't have to buy them and you just have access to all of them it's a lot easier to sprinkle them in and that kind of adds a new life to it and this is why this was the original vision um for those of you i don't know if you remember kurt but when we started on our kickstarter we started as a subscription um and we actually shut it down and started again because we got a lot of people that said well you know i don't know about subscribing i'd rather own it and download it so we closed it rejiggered all of our contracts and then we did our kickstarter with the ownership model but i think a lot of that was the subscribing to something that was like 500 tracks deep wasn't as appealing but now that we've grown to the level we are that we're going to be hitting 2000 custom made tracks i think now it's a lot more obvious to say like for a couple bucks a month you can have access to all this at any time with all those tools i think now's the right time i'm hoping now's the right time
0: yeah and i think it is it just it just it makes sense because before it it you know, you were, you're just a baby, you know, it was just, it was just starting, you know, so it wasn't, it was, there was, you know, there was enough, but there was another, now you've got a, a huge resume, enough talent to, you know, blow the minds of everybody. Plus you've been on, you, I know your, your music has been, or your, your uh, audio has been on a lot of great things like Critical Role, God's Fall, etc. I mean, so if that doesn't tell you that it's great stuff, then what, the hell are we doing here? I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we got to get it on a feature film or something. Which, yeah,
1: yeah, we've, we've been we've been approached by uh, some folks too. So we got we're figuring that commercial licensing stuff out too. Because yeah, I mean, we've been approached by video game developers, film filmmakers, and like, hey, we're interested in using your stuff. So um, that gets complicated because that goes into negotiations with our talent and everything. But yeah, so um, to the level that we work, uh, the the level of the the quality of this audio really is. Um, the highest um, that I think you can get anywhere out there, um, you know, except from an actual OST from a feature film, like a Hans Zimmer or something. Um, and in fact, I was telling my wife uh, just before this is one of the things that make me most proud. Um, this uh, battle bar has been a labor of love. Um, Kurt, as you know, um, you know, your podcast is labor of love. All all of us who are in this space, it's really a labor of love. Um, definitely not getting rich off of this, um, which is, which is okay. It this is a passion of, of ours. Um, and, um, you know, but also, the one thing that makes me so happy to be part of this is the, all the years that we've been doing Battle Bards and all the messages and all the, the crosstalk that we see people um, talking about us is I have never heard anyone say our audio sucks. I heard people say that, hey, maybe our tools are not as good as they could be, or maybe the site's not as intuitive as it could be. Fair enough. And we're working on that all the time. I've never heard anyone ever say that, wow, this is some pretty bad audio. Um, and that's a huge point of pride for me. And, and and by the way, the credit goes to our talent, not me. Um, that that but that really goes to how hard they work on this stuff and how many countless hours they go on perfecting these tracks. Um, and I think that's kind of what what we bring. It's the, these are your own fantasy worlds that you guys are all creating. These are these collective stories that you're sharing with your friends. And I've always wondered, like, how come we can't bring that same amazing immersive audio those sweeping orchestras or that really poignant sound effects that you hear in these movies and games those should be in part of the stories that we make ourselves and that's kind of that's why i I started doing this years
0: ago yeah i mean i i think it i think a little bit has to do with you too because i mean none of this would come together without your help of course
1: Oh, I um, appreciate it. But the but the, <laughs> the real, real props go to the talent. Our CTO, uh guy who's the magic man behind all of this tech. Uh, boy, thousands of hours that he spent. So I got the easy part of that job, right? I just go on a PowerPoint and say, hey, uh, soundboard's supposed to do this. The Mixer's supposed to do that. Well, that's easy. He has to go and figure out how the heck to do that. So a lot of props to Aria, who's our CTO, um, who's really the magic man and, and, and piecing all these things together.
0: That's great. I love it. Um, so hey, you've heard it all. You know what you need to do. March starting March first. During the month of March, get that subscription. Get that deal. Get all of that audio. Stay in it. It'll pay off for you.
1: Thanks. Uh, here's hope, and and you know for those of you who are interested. Feel free to reach out to me. I don't know. Um, am I preempting that kind of closing, like how to contact me or anything, but um, I'm active on Twitter. So feel free to send a message or yell at me why we don't have a certain amount of audio. I'm the guy to yell at. Um, so you can follow me at at SoulCollectorXX on Twitter. Um, if you want to send an email, I um, we always read uh, gm at battlebards.com. So again, that's a great spot to... Yeah, i be for some audio. I'd love reading that stuff. Or contact Kurt. You know, I, I promise I'm going to talk to you a lot more. Uh, my head is coming out of the cave very soon. So I'll be a lot more available. And we can do some more fun stuff together that we love doing.
0: Awesome. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. All right. So until then, until next time, thank you, Alex Jarzbinski, for coming back, coming, at, coming back on. Boy, I don't know how to end it. I'm going to do this. And this is Kurt, and this was the OFG cast. Thanks all.
1: Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends one die at time.